Genre. I'm bored. So go stock the shelves. I already stocked the shelves. Then read something. I already read all the good comics. But you haven't read any of the new 52. I already read all of the good comics, Elliot. No customers in three hours. I don't even think it was this bad at Mjolnir's. I've made a terrible mistake. I've forced us all aboard a sinking ship and doomed you all to an icy death. Oh, Captain, my Captain. No one even knows we're open yet. You have to give it time for the word to get out. This isn't about marketing, Gwen. This is about me having no idea how to run a business. I was an English major. All I can do is read James Joyce and pretend that I know what I'm talking about. If I knew anything about this stuff, I would have known that there'd be no way to survive with Monopoly on the other side of town. We can't compete with them. Then why don't we just close for the day and visit Swift Industries like we were invited to do? We can't just abandon the store, Gibson. We have responsibilities. What if a customer comes by and we're not here to help them because we're off doing whatever it is Lorelai Swift wants us to do? They'd probably just go to Monopoly Comics, which, you know, is what they're doing now anyway, so... Uh, I'm gonna reorganize the back issues. Let me know if something, anything, happens. We're not on a sinking ship, Elliot. Everything's gonna work out fine, you'll see. Stay positive. Okay, guys, be straight with me. Are we on a sinking ship? Because I don't think Elliot could handle something like that after you-know-who left. Are we not saying her name? Because I know that Elliot hasn't been saying her name, or even talking about her at all, really. Which, by the way, doesn't seem like the sort of behavior we should be enabling. It's how Elliot goes through heartbreak. He distracts himself with something so he doesn't have to think about it. In high school, it was reading everything Michael Chabon ever wrote. I guess now it's running a business. Chabon, 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 whatever. I think that's called denial. Well, denial or not, he's distracting himself with something that's just as depressing as his almost fiancé leaving him without a trace. So I don't think it's really helping him. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's going to lead to a nervous breakdown. We should do something. Doing something would be a real change of pace for us. Hey, speak for yourself. I'm doing lots of things. Okay, but you actually thrive on the store being a ghost town. See, the rest of us just keep refreshing our Twitter feeds. I'm on Tumblr, actually. Gross. What are you working on, Simon? Well, I thought that it would be a good idea to have private communication devices for the team. Especially if we keep getting into shenanigans like the Cosmo situation. What do they do? Well, theoretically, we could travel anywhere in the world, and we'd still be able to communicate with each other using these devices. So, they're cell phones. You invented cell phones, again. No, they're not cell phones at all. They're completely off the grid. They can only connect with each other. What, like walkie-talkies? No, they're so much better than walkie-talkies, all right? Look, they have these special things you can do with them. They have GPS, and they have... So they're like smartphone (sighs) walkie-talkies. Yes... Fine. They're basically smartphone walkie-talkies. Damn fine smarty-talkies you made here, Simon. Damn fine. Hey, Gibson, do you still have that Spider-Man costume? Maybe you could go outside with it and attract customers, like those people who wave signs around for places where they buy gold or do your taxes. Well, if I'm Spider-Man, then you guys should be Green Goblin and Doc Ock. Ooh, yeah. Then we could fight. I can't believe I have a doctorate in mechanical engineering, and I'm working in an empty comic book store with co-workers who are seriously considering putting on tights and fighting for scraps. Welcome to 2015. That's the new normal. Whoa, are they spraying for bedbugs or something in here? Where is everybody? Is that... is that drunk over? Yeah, pretty sure I'm addicted. This is my third one today. Is there more? Cases. 
There's cases of drunk over left and you didn't tell me? Jesus! Here, have the rest of mine. You know, maybe I'm not addicted after all. Because I don't think I knew what real addiction looked like before now. Are we gonna go see Lorelai Swift or what? Where's Elliot? Hi, welcome to Underdog Comics. How can I... Oh, it's Mindy. Well, excuse the hell out of me. Thought you were a customer. You don't have any customers. <sighs> Alright, you know what? Screw it. Close the store. We're going to Swift Industries. Yes, finally! <laughs> Genre Productions presents Geek by Night, Episode 5, Status Quo, Part 1. Written by Scott Corelli and Nick Jimenez. Wow. Will you look at this place? It sure is a building. Are you kidding? Gibson, I don't think you understand what we're walking into. Every major technological advancement of the past five years has happened inside that facility. We're about to be in the heart of Swift Industries. We might as well be inside Lorelai Swift's brain. Yeah, I'm sure that's the part you want to be inside. Aw, leave him alone, Mindy. I think it's cute that Simon has a little crush. It humanizes him. My admiration for Lorelai Swift has nothing to do with physical attraction. I just think she has a brilliant mind. Well, I think she's hella cute. Then again, I was always a sucker for the smart girl. Velma, Gadget from Rescue Rangers... Okay, she was a mouse. Stop being weird. Whatever. Like, you didn't have anything for any cartoon animal people as a kid? Well, I guess I thought that Fox version of Robin Hood was pretty cute when I was, like, five. Hey, how about we keep talking about the building full of amazing super science? Oh, man. Remember Lola Bunny? Woof. Is that why you made me watch Space Jam so much when we were kids? No, I made you watch Space Jam so much because Space Jam is a precious, precious gift unto us, and we must never forget it. Do gargoyles count? Because I had a massive crush on Angela. There was a gargoyle named Angela? She was a season two edition. We'd stopped watching it by then. There's a rumor that Swift Industries has actually developed a working system of time travel. Maybe Lorelai will show it to us. Mmm, gargoyles. Demona was more of my jam, though. I like the bad girls just about as much as I like the smart girls. It's a problem. Oh! Oh, the bad lion from Lion King 2. Scarson? Total hottie. Oh, total, total hottie. What about you, Simon? Really? I give you the possibility of traveling through time, and you're all more interested in which anthropomorphic animals you find the most attractive? Gotta be Jeanette from the Chipettes, right? Besides, I've always assumed Simon was actually Simon from Alvin and the Chipmunks, who had somehow transformed himself into a human. And now he's doomed to spend the rest of his life without his soulmate because she's still a chipmunk and society would never understand. Oh my god, that's so sad. Can we get back to the reason we're here? We're about to see the kinds of things that Isaac Asimov, Robert Heinlein, and Arthur C. Clarke could only write about. Inside these doors, science fiction is science reality. You're all imagining me as a singing, dancing chipmunk right now, aren't you? Watch out, cause here he comes. It's been a while, but he's back in style, so... Get set to have some fun. 
He'll bring you action and satisfaction. He's a chipmunk. C-H-I-P-M-U-N-K. Uh, I can't take you people anywhere. They're not going to show. Of course they are. I would have invited them if I didn't think they would come. You know how crazy all of this is, right? Well, it's the situation we found ourselves in regardless, so we need to make the most of it. But why them, Lorelai? All these months, all this planning, and you're going to just throw it away on a bunch of kids? They may be a little young, Victor, but they're hardly children. One of them is still in college. You saw what they're capable of, Victor. We both did. You can't say it wasn't impressive. Impressive for amateurs. They got lucky. I'll certainly admit they're a little wet behind the ears, but that's what I have you for, isn't it? Yes, Jonathan? There's a group here to see you. Send them in, please. And you were worried. Still am. Welcome to Swift Industries. I'm so glad you could all make it. Vector, this is Simon, Elliot, Gwendolyn, Mindy, and her brother, Jeffrey. Everyone, this is Vector Conrad. He's my... Well, we'll get to that later. Say hello, Vector. Hey. Now we have much to discuss. But before we get down to business, who's up for a tour? Of the whole facility? Of course, Simon. Let me show you some of the new things we're working on. This is the greatest day of my life. (sighs) Billy, let's see a movie this weekend. Just you and me. Sir, I would love to, but we have five locations to manage. We don't have time to see a movie. Mm, But I'm bored. Need something to happen. Hey, do you guys have lumberjanes? Ugh, the customers aren't even asking for anything new. It's always the same five books. Uh, sorry, I can just get my book somewhere else if it's such an inconvenience for you. No, 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 it's fine. You can spend your money here. It's not that inconvenient. You know, I was actually going to check out that new Underdog Comics place that opened yesterday, but it was closed for some reason. Are you still talking? Go spend your money over there away from me. Sounds like a great idea. Billy, did you hear that? Underdog Comics is closed. This is terrible news. I'm sure you actually believe that that's true. I just don't understand why. Our rivalry with those townies is the only entertaining thing about running these shops. Well, what fun is it if they've already given up? I mean, what if Ash just handed Pikachu to Team Rocket after, like, two episodes? I don't know... It would be lame, Billy. So lame. Are you Pikachu in this metaphor? No, no, the supreme control and total ownership of every comic book reader in the county is Pikachu. I'm James. Uh, And Jesse. That makes me meowth, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Great. Look, sir, have you thought about maybe spending a little less energy on underdog comics? How do you mean? It's just that you have this incredible gift, and I just wonder if... This is really the best use of your time. I mean, you could own this entire city just by telling the right people that you do. And that's only the beginning. I mean, if you wanted to go to the moon, you just have to be like, hey, NASA, build me a rocket. That's the kind of power you have. But you're obsessed with the underdogs. Don't you think it's time to maybe start thinking a little bigger? Billy, you're right. You're absolutely right. I'm going to do something I should have done a long time ago. Something big. Something that no one will ever see coming. Oh, that is so wonderful to hear, sir. What did you have in mind? A website. MonopolyComics.com 
a website. Yeah, with an online store. An online store to sell comic books. Exactly! So, basically, what you're already doing now. Yes, Billy, only bigger! Our online store can sell to people all over the country, all over the world. We'll be the biggest comic book retailer in existence. We'll have more money than we know what to do with. And best of all, underdog comics won't stand a chance. You're a true visionary, sir. Of course I am. Now get me a web designer. Um, I'm actually a freelance web designer. Excellent. What are your rates? Doesn't matter. You're doing it for a dollar, and you're getting it done today. But that's impossible. And yet, you're looking at it. Amazing. I don't get it. What's the big deal? It's just an ice cube. Yes, but this particular ice cube is different. It doesn't melt. Ever. What? Hey, Elliot. You okay? You look sort of out of it. There's a manatee in this tank, and it won't stop looking at me. Why do you think Lorelai needs a manatee? I doubt she really needs any of this. Good point. Yeah, I'm fine. I just have a lot on my mind. Right. Obviously. I just feel kind of guilty, you know? Elliot, it's not your fault. You're not the one who left. I mean, I guess we all did, but it was sort of my decision, right? I just think it's irresponsible for us to be here right now. Oh, you're talking about the store. Yeah, of course I am. What else would I be- Ah! I see you've met Charles! Who? My manatee! I penned him off the coast of Florida. He was injured by a passing speedboat. I took him in and had him nurse back to health. And now I have a pet manatee, which isn't strictly legal per se, but so long as I host an annual wildlife charity dinner, I'm considered a conservationist and I get to keep Charles right where he is. Besides, his tank is four times the size it would be anywhere else in captivity, so he's very happy. Isn't that right, Charles? Bless. Now where was I? Ah, yes! The never melt ice cube. Handy little thing. Pop one in your coffee, you'll have iced coffee without watering it down. Put into an ice pack, it'll never warm to your body temperature. You could drop one of them into hot lava, you have basalt within seconds. The firefighting applications alone are mind-boggling. We're hoping to have it patented by the end of the year. I think it might end up being our next big earner. We've been coasting a bit since our success with the grid. That's the thing you installed under the city, right? And a few dozen others. But McKinney City was the first, so I'm a bit sentimental. That's why Swift Industries was built here, rather than somewhere larger. Besides, there's something to be said about being a big fish in a small pond. Probably going to regret asking this, but, uh, what is the grid, exactly? What's the grid? Are you serious? Dude, I don't even know how the internet works. I think fairies do it. <sighs> the grid is a system that controls and maintains the city's water, electricity, gas, cable, and internet, all efficiently powering each other through an infinitely renewable process. It's something I first designed with my former partner, Dr. Medina. After the success we had with it here in McKinney City, other cities couldn't wait to get conversion plans of their own. Well, everyone but New York, they've been a bit stubborn for some reason. But I swore to myself I'll get them a grid of their own by the end of this decade. It's on my dream wall. Not to interrupt your incredibly subtle bragging, Miss Swift, but maybe we should move it along? Right you are, Victor. I think we've basically seen the whole place anyway. Well, what's in there? Hmm? That door, the blue one? Oh, that's nothing. Just a storage closet. Now, let's head to my private conference room and get down to business. Yeah? You have a private conference room? I'm the head of a multi-billion dollar company, dear. 
ever pray for everything. Take a seat, lots to discuss, no time to waste. So what is this about, exactly? Yeah, you said we're all going to save the world. Is the world in danger? Not immediately, no. But there's always something, isn't there? A madman on the other side of the planet, threatening mass nuclear annihilation? An earthquake or a hurricane of such terrible power that an entire city is left buried under ash and rubble? A meteorite the size of Boston bashing us right in the middle of India, ending all life instantly. Did you know that could actually happen? Like, it's an actual statistically probable event. Brian Cox told me that once. Brian Cox, the scientist, not Brian Cox, the actor. Well, cool as all that sounds, how are we supposed to stop a meteor or a nuclear bomb or whatever? Our powers wouldn't really be that useful for something like that. I mean, all I can do is tell you that Captain America over there ate a meatball sub for lunch. Victor, are you off your diet? Oh, that's my cheat day. Are the rest of your senses heightened as well? Yep. Smell, touch, taste, vision, hearing, but uh, other than tracking people like a bloodhound, I'm not sure what good they do. But what about your other senses? Did I miss one? Touch, taste, vision, hearing, smell... Nope, got all five. Sense of balance, temperature, pain, perception of time... <laughs> Those aren't senses. Well, no? Then what would you call them? I don't know. Brain... stuff. They're senses. Non-traditional ones, perhaps, but senses all the same. And with some practice and training, you could have the power to control them as well. Huh. And the rest of you? I can move things with my mind. Telekinesis? Really? Huh. Is that all? That I know of? I'd like to try something, Simon. I'm going to ask you a question, and I want you to answer it without thinking. Just say the very first thing that comes to mind. Use your instinct. Okay. I'm holding a coin. Which hand is it in? There's a coin in both of them. Interesting. I don't know why I said that. Uh, you just told me to answer without thinking, so I did. And you were right. I think there may be some latent psychic abilities mixed in with your telekinesis, Simon. Maybe even more. In fact, I think there's probably more to all of your powers. Do you know that because you're the one responsible for giving them to us in the first place? Right. That. Well, I suppose I've been obnoxiously ambiguous for long enough. <laughs> Several years ago, I had an idea. Well, more of a thought, really. I was sitting on my couch, watching the news, and all these people, terrorists, they took over a small village in Nigeria, slaughtered an entire town, ghastly, unbearable, and I'm sitting there on my couch, and I'm thinking to myself, where is Superman? This would be a fantastic time for a Superman to come and just save all these poor people. Superman isn't real. But why not? What makes the possibility of a superhuman so improbable? I mean, yes, they're the stuff of science fiction and fantasy, but... So is everything else at some point. I mean, really specifically, what was keeping us from seeing actual real-world people develop extraordinary abilities? So, I tinkered, uh, developed a theory, and founded a top-secret program called Project Origin. In fact, Victor here was going to be our first test subject. The world's first superhuman. But something went wrong with the process, and, well, I think you all saw the result of that disaster. Is that what gave us our powers? Yes, and no. What you saw were indeed the origin particles that I created to give a human being special abilities. However, the origin process requires a catalyst in order to take effect. 
Without it, my origin particles are nothing more than a pretty light show. So in order for us to have these powers, we must have somehow had the catalyst in our bloodstream? Right you are, Simon. It would have most likely been something you consumed. A pill, perhaps? Or or some sort of liquid? Oh my god, guys. That night at the bar, what was the only thing that we all drank? Lots of alcohol? Besides that... Drunk over! Yes! What the hell is drunk over? It's this energy drink that I have to sell for my sorority. You got a can on you? Uh, yeah, sure. The drunk over betrayed me. Lore, check it out. Under the label. Catalyst. Oh, right, yeah, I wasn't selling that many, so I relabeled it as a hangover here. This, this is it. This is my catalyst. We can test it, but there's not a doubt in my mind. Mendy, how many cans of this have you sold? Like, five cases? I'm in second place right behind Madison Powers. Your entire sorority is selling these? Well, yeah, but we didn't know. Some lady just showed up with a truck full of them. She told us it was for a charity thing we had started and the university had already approved it. If these drinks are being sold all over town, that means... There's a lot more people running around with powers than just the five of you. Have you all encountered anyone else with powers? You mean other than Cosmo gone all God of Thunder? Uh, not that I can... <gasps> Wait! Carmichael! Carmichael? Max Carmichael. He owns Monopoly Comics. What's he do? Jedi mind trick. I don't know what that is. You sort of feel compelled to do whatever he tells you to do. That's how Cosmo lost the store to Max in the first place. Cosmo just gave it to him because he asked for it. With a power like that, he could do a hell of a lot more than just cheat a guy out of a comic shop. We have to take him out. Take him out? I mean, you're technically right about his powers, but Max hasn't hurt anybody. Yeah, don't get us wrong. The guy's a grade-A dick, but he's harmless. People with great power don't stay harmless for very long. Was this Max at the bar as well? Is that, is that how he got his powers? No, he actually had his powers before the explosion. Wait, how does that work? That's a very good question, Gwendolyn. One that I don't have an answer to, but I will strive to find one. Which is why I need you lot. Come work for me. I can fund you and train you, and together we can get to the bottom of this and save McKinney City from people like Mr. Carmichael. Look, Lorelai, it's tremendously flattering that you want us to help you, but the fact is, we're not the X-Men. We just sell books about them. We're ordinary. Empires have fallen and lives have been saved, all because of the will and work of ordinary men. But you all are anything but ordinary. You have the potential to be something so much more. You just have to let me show you the way. Or rather, let Victor show you. He'll be your handler. Do what with the what now? Victor is the perfect person to teach you everything you need to know about saving lives and righting wrongs. He'll be brilliant. Lorelai, can we talk about this? We can't do this. We literally opened a store yesterday. Are you honestly prioritizing running a comic book store over saving the world? Well, I put a lot into that comic book store, Simon. We all have. I'm not just going to abandon it. I have a responsibility. And what about your responsibility to the city? To the world? I'm sorry, Miss Swift, but this just isn't a good time. As much as our lives have changed the last few weeks, I don't think any of us can really deal with something this big right now. I know I can't. It's too much. Come on, guys. We have a store to run. I'll talk to them. Try to change their minds. But in the meantime, if you need anything, contact us on this. It's a communication device I designed. Sort of a... uh, smart walkie-talkie. Thank you, Simon. I will. So. Handler. Huh? Were you planning on telling me about that at some point? If I told you before, you wouldn't have agreed to it. Damn right I wouldn't have. I'm not a babysitter. Well, I suppose you don't have anything to worry about, do you? (sighs) Yeah, right. So, what's the plan now? 
I don't know, Victor. I don't know. Geek by Night is executive produced by Scott Corelli and Nick Jimenez. Starring Matt Mosel as Elliot Markowitz. Chris O'Connor as Jeff Gibson. Ray Russo as Gwen Allen. Andrew Ball as Simon Holt. Morgan Spencer as Mindy Gibson. Naomi Wong as Lorelai Swift. Jay Malone as Victor Conrad. Scott Topke as Max Carmichael. And Nick Jimenez as Billy. Also starring Rachel Banks as Veronica Belknap. Sam Black as Dr. Park. Charlene Coleman as Dr. Wynn. And Lindsay Lorraine as The Grid. Additional voice work by Mackenzie Bryant, Bradley William Smith, Warren Blackie, and Jeremy Heaps. Casting by Chelsea Kern. Status Quo. Written by Scott Corelli and Nick Jimenez. Directed by Nick Jimenez. Edited by Scott Corelli. Geek by Night theme by Zach Gibson. Original score and final mix by Scott Tofty. Credits read by Brian Brown. Special thanks to associate producer Trenton Anthony Smith. Geek by Night, created by Scott Corelli. All characters in this work are entirely fictitious. Any resemblance to real persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental. Copyright 2016, Dooming Genre Productions. Thanks for listening. <laughs>